The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, this particular chant is really considered a protection. And uh, not just in Buddhism, but in most traditions that are supportive of the human heart, you know, spiritual traditions, it's really emphasized the importance of being able to recall something beautiful, like a particular teaching, a particular chant, or whatever it might be, and to be able to recite it to oneself when we're when our mind is all over the place and not stable at all. By bringing something, being able to bring something to mind, we really protect ourselves. So you may not want to memorize the whole chant, although many people have done that. Um, but it's you might find uh, it very helpful to be able to bring some teaching, some chant, some poem to mind when your mind needs to connect to something instead of being pushed around by our fears or our strong emotions. This is, you know, an ancient, ancient technique human beings have found in the same way that a mother might sing to a child when the child is really having a hard time. And when we combine not just that musical quality that the mind can kind of come into sync with, with wise teachings at the same time, that combination of words that point to deeper truths and the kind of rhythm and musicality of a chant, that combination is very powerful for grounding and protecting the heart. So this is a particularly nice one, both because of the meaning of the words. The Buddha is really talking about the importance of stabilizing one's heart. And then with that stabilization, recognizing the protecting, healing property of kindness and that expansive quality of kindness. It's when we're really in touch with human kindness, we're in touch with the fact that it can't, it really isn't designed to be exclusive. Like I care about you I'm going to be kind to you, but I feel justified in hating and being unkind to you. That's not actually what we experience when we're connecting in a more simple and authentic way with kindness. It has this very nature to expand out and include everything that the mind is aware of. And you'll just see that. We can see that when we feel actually connected with kindness you'll see that it naturally goes out to anything that's in our imagination or in our particular setting. And this particular chant is really about that protecting power and just trusting this alignment with kindness. So if you haven't found it yet, just listen along with us. We're doing the Buddhist, the chant, the Buddhist words on loving kindness, page 28. Now let us make the Buddha's words on loving kindness. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward 
and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another, even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child. So with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. <clears throat> Taking a little time and using our imagination, sensing the community we're part of this morning all around everybody in their own particular place and yet somehow connecting. And really what we're connecting around are these deepening beautiful intentions in our heart, these deepening values that we have 
about being present, being intimate. So we just sense that shared value, that it's wholesome now, not theoretically, but actually now it's wholesome in a functional, practical way. It's wholesome to be connected. First and foremost, with the reality of the body, the sitting body here. In a sense, the body, the breathing body, the sitting body is our gateway to reality, the reality of the present moment. We have this very basic insight, ah, the body is like this now. And in a more subtle way, we connect with the heart, the feeling sensitive heart. Ah, there is this sensitive feeling heart here. It feels like this now. Even if it feels tight or held or numb or hot and reactive, doesn't matter because the reality is this is the way the heart is now. And it's wise, it's healing, it's skillful to acknowledge the heart just as it's wholesome and skillful to acknowledge the sitting body, the breathing body. And through the sensitivity of the heart, we have a felt sense of the wider world, the world we share with so many other beings beings who are at times very wise and kind and beings who at other times are quite ignorant and destructive, ourselves included, of course. And it's through the sensitivity of our heart and through the intimacy with our body, with seeing and hearing with the way it is right now, This is how we express this trusting and kindness, this willingness to connect in a gentle and ongoing way with the experience of the heart and the experience of the body. And as many of us have learned over and over, it's not enough to open to the body and to acknowledge the sensitive heart in a moment. As healing as that is, it's not enough. We have to develop the capacity to stay connected, to have this continuity of intimacy, this continuity of being open, and in a sense, exposed to our life, the unfolding experience of body, the unfolding experience of emotion, of thought, and then the wider world that we're sensitive to, that we're part of. And this willingness to practice in this way is really born out of all those moments when we recognize that being disconnected, being closed off, cultivating ideas of separateness, 
we've learned, haven't we, that that is not the way. It may be understandable in those moments when we turn away, when we close our heart off, when we throw somebody out of our heart. It may make sense in that moment as a kind of survival move, but it can't be the long-term strategy for living to close ourselves off, to define others as being outside of our kind heart, not worthy of our understanding, not worthy of connecting. So in this simple way, we begin right in the quietness of our own home or wherever we're practicing this morning, the relative simplicity of our environment. We practice being in this inclusive way, first and foremost, learning how to include the body and this flow of sensation that we feel in the body and the flow of visual experience through the eyes and the flow of auditory experience through the ears. And also the flow of emotion and the flow of thought and memory. So in a way we're learning in a relatively safe way, we're learning how to enter the stream of our lives. This is what formal meditation practice is all about. We do our best to find enough safety to begin to experiment with submitting, surrendering, relaxing with the flow of the body, the bodily sensations and seeing and hearing and the flow of all the emotional and mental activity that's moving. With an openness, perhaps it's safe now to relax. Perhaps it's safe enough, not perfectly safe, but safe enough to put down the load, the heaviness of defense. And to trust this inherent capacity to be open, to be intimate, to feel to allow things to come and go. So let's continue in silence for about 20 minutes. In particular, not getting confused by any strong thoughts or strong emotions that might arise. Really normalize that that's what happens sometimes. A compelling thought, a strong emotion or feeling Oh yeah, this is also just a movement being felt. Can I allow it to move to be what it is, to give it space, as much space as it might need or want?
So whatever one's particular experience is now, the underlying reality is that there's a movement of sensation and a movement of thought and emotion, movement of sound and sight, so movement related to the body, the five physical senses and movement in terms of emotional and mental activity. And one of the habits of the mind is to resist or to try to control or in one way or another, another to create friction, to get tight. So for the last couple minutes of our sitting time, maybe now with the eyes open, if you like, not, not really looking at the screen, just a soft gaze down maybe toward the floor, reminding that it's okay for the body to be soft and relaxed. The practice doesn't really require any tightness. It may be there because of habit, of course, but we don't need to intentionally tighten up in the body or in the mind. And just noticing this movement of body and this movement of mind and is it possible, do we have a capacity to allow these movements to move without friction, without resistance. And even when we notice different patterns of struggling or resisting, can that also be recognized as a movement that is nature and not self, it comes and goes, and we don't need to resist the resistance or struggle with the unskillful qualities that we might notice. We can see those so-called unskillful habits as just part of the movement here of the body and the mind, just for another minute or two. We're not trying to come to any conclusion about the way the world is or the way my experience is. We're just willing to be aware, intimate even, 
just experimenting is it skillful is it helpful just to allow this movement of sensation and sound and sight to be what it is and the movement of emotion and thought just allowing it to be what it is Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.